50 States of Terror may include content unsuitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Content warnings will be included in the show notes. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of 50 States of Terror. I am your host, like always, Anthony Diaz, your favorite podcast host about cryptids. I am trying something new. Uh, You see, because it is lunchtime, um, the AC is blowing in my car right now. It's 91 degrees uh, outside with a heat index of around 115 degrees. It is hot, but it's quiet. You see, there's a lot of things going on around the Diaz household. I just can't find time, and I can't find an hour of just quiet to record an episode, which is okay. It's fine, because this is a busy month. A lot of things have been going on. Um, Well, I'll just tell you. Uh, Y'all remember my my beautiful and talented uh, wife, uh, she decided to take the plunge and to start her own business. That's right. Eventually, hopefully soon, uh, you'll be able to purchase her artwork through her uh, soon-to-be Etsy store, um, South Texas vendor shows, um, specializing in creative, unique sculptures, paintings. Um, it's going to be wonderful. It's it's amazing to see the creative process. It's, I, I, am, I am very excited. I'm very proud of her. This is a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, stressful, to say the least, <laughs> but it is, it is amazing to see the uh, the courage and the um, dedication, devotion it takes to say, this is what I want to do. I don't want to work a 9-to-5 anymore for somebody else. I want to work for myself. And and together we, you know, crunched the numbers and, and then came up with a solution and came up with an, a, 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 a program. We came up with the plan to make this happen. And, and that's what we did. Um, so yeah, I uh, I am in my car. I I've had this microphone to phone hookup for a while, and I never really had a immediate use for it. It was a it was a present from from the wife. And now that um, I am terribly late and and putting out this episode for june which i deeply apologize for but uh but like i said it's been a very 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 hectic month um but i I do have this thing hanging from my visor and it's a small little lapel microphone that is hooked up to my phone and 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 this is what i'm doing this is what i'm doing uh, it's a test, but you know what? I might as well just, you know, while I'm testing it out, it, it's, it, it sounds all right. It sounds decent. 
Um, of course, it's not like the 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 wonderful and um, and useful um, computer microphone that I, I have, uh, but it is what is what is here, what I have available. So that's what I'm using. Let me turn down the AC real quick. Hopefully, it won't get too hot in here. Um, it's been blaring. Hopefully, it wasn't blaring on the microphone as as much. But yeah, uh, I don't have anything drinking with me. I usually have coffee, but I forgot my coffee this morning. I forgot to make coffee, so now I'm just um, I'm pushing pushing through the workday with zero caffeine, and uh, I am. I'm already hating life, wanting to throw the chair out the window. But yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you, all of the follows and the listens. I am almost up to um, 7,500 downloads, which is amazing. I I am I am flabbergasted, and I am just um, in awe of the 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 progression the show has made, and I'm very happy. And I'm, I'll keep on doing it. People listen. I'll keep on doing it. Um, my my new show uh, was on hiatus and delayed for a little bit, but it is it will be premiering uh, next month in July. And my first guest will be, you guessed it, my lovely wife Kaylee Diaz. Uh, I want to talk to her about the creative process. I want to talk about how the ideas come and um what's the what's the most exciting what's the most scary part about owning a business uh being an artist now a full-time artist uh the show is called narrative quest it is devoted to artists writers musicians uh, about the creative process to showcase their work showcase their art showcase their writing uh of course i am going to be a little selfish and 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 promote my writing as well but hey you know what uh i need to to get myself out there more so i can uh hopefully get a uh spontaneous publisher to be like yes i want that guy and i'm gonna sign a book deal and boom 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 and i can quit my job and everything will be will be fantastic and i can retire to retire early from the federal government and be happy <laughs> but uh one can only hope one can only dream, right? Right. Okay, so what are we talking about today? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Um, I've never been to New Hampshire. I haven't been that far uh, northeast before. Um, so I would like for everybody to close their eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, obviously. But close your eyes. Think about New Hampshire. If you're from that area, you already know what it looks like. But if you're from, like, California, Texas, Florida, Michigan, maybe, the Midwest, and never been or never seen pictures of New Hampshire, what does it look like? Do you picture, I don't know, water or hills? Is it flat? No, New Hampshire is gorgeous. I, for one, didn't even think that there were mountains in New Hampshire because I thought the Appalachians just like kind of ended 
like right before you hit Vermont and, and New Hampshire, but no, like there's there's the northern side of New Hampshire is gorgeous. It it touches right into Canada. It's gorgeous, and then the the southern part is the coastline. Uh, I believe it's just right in between Maine and Vermont. Um, the farthest I've ever been that far north was uh, West Virginia, I believe. I know, I think Virginia is, well, the, the tip of, of Virginia, Quantico area, I think that's the highest I've ever been living. And then I have been to New York before, uh, but, you know, I haven't, I wasn't living in New York. I, I went to visit for a weekend when I was a kid. Um, and it was just a city, you know, and I don't remember much about, about the countryside or the drive up, but seeing pictures of New Hampshire is, is just phenomenal. So pretty, <laughs> but New, uh, New Hampshire, uh, became a state within the union on June 21st, 1788. So happy belated birthday, New Hampshire. The capital is Concord. Uh, politically, which is very interesting, because when I was doing research on the state, uh, I would figure in my in my in my eyes mind, I was thinking New Hampshire, uh, that far north. Um, maybe it's it's just a full a full blue state, but you'll be surprised. It is a split state. Um, the northern part of New Hampshire is is is. Uh, more conservative than the southern part of New Hampshire, which is very interesting. And when you dive into the history of like of why and how that could be, you go into these rabbit holes of YouTube videos and um, History Channel, uh, Discovery Channel too had one about the history of New Hampshire. It was it was extremely interesting. Uh, the population uh, doubled from 1960 to today, and I believe that was due to industrialization. Uh, industrialization. <laughs> I cannot say that word properly. Um, yeah, I think it's because of the, the movement and the uh, factories that were inside. The population grew. People were getting jobs. New Hampshire is, I think, one of the one of the more wealthiest states in the union. Um, the median um, income is is fairly large. Um, doing research on the state, I was like, man, if I can afford to go up there, I would, I would live in New Hampshire. It's not too bad. Uh, the the summers are warm, hot, and the winters are cold, so you get all four seasons. So it's just, it'll be just really cool. Um, I know we're pretty exhausted of just heat 24-7, 365 in South Texas, so change of scenery would be would be would be uh, kind of good for us. You know? <laughs> uh, but hopefully if this thing, if this show pops off and uh, we get sponsorship deals and we can afford to, <laughs> to, to move, uh, we can probably do that. But, uh, but yeah, um, New Hampshire, aside from its beautiful, beautiful scenery, it does have a dark side. You see, New Hampshire couldn't stray away from the evil, even if, its beautiful scenery was so so gorgeous because some of the worst cellular, sorry serial killers in american history is from new hampshire one in particular was hh holmes hh holmes came into fame for his holmes castle a diabolical 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 that's going in uh 
in the uh, outtakes. Diabolical, archaeological, I cannot speak today, archaeological playground for his murders in the late 1800s. If you don't know who H.H. H. Holmes is or was, look him up. Uh, if you're into that type of uh, serial killer uh, stories, it is a monster. Um, yeah, he's from New Hampshire. <laughs> okay, so what's next? Let's get let's talk about the thing, man. Let's talk about this thing, the Woods Devil. If you haven't seen the Woods Devil before, or haven't seen pictures. Uh, haven't read about it, don't know what it is. <clears throat> There's not a whole lot out there about the Woods Devil, and the reason why I picked the, the Woods Devil for New Hampshire was because it was it was a obscure one, and I saw the picture, and I was hooked from the picture. I, I didn't read anything else about it. I didn't watch any videos. I did a search, and then I saw a picture of this thing, and it looked creepy enough to where I was just... I was just engaged in it at first. I was like, "This is going to be one of those, um, one of those off-ball ones that I'm, I'm gonna go deep dive and it's gonna be rabbit hole type type thing." Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. There wasn't a whole lot of research of, of, about the Woods Devil. There wasn't a whole lot, whole lot of uh, first encounter uh, encounter stories. There wasn't a whole lot of newspaper newspaper um, clippings on it. There was maybe one or two um, New Hampshire stories written about it, but once I found the first story and read it, the the website didn't allow me to to read it again, uh, which was interesting. I think it was one of those pay you know pay um, portal things. I don't I don't know why, but. Thankfully, I read the story first so I can get information from it because after that, I, I couldn't access access it anymore. Um, <clears throat> so, the Woods Devil. Since the 1930s in Coos County, New Hampshire, there has been a creature roaming the deep, thick woods. The creature is described as a tall, seven to nine uh, feet tall, skinny humanoid. One artist's retention... Retention has the creature standing tall with an enlarged head with large facial features. So huge eyes, huge nose. Um, the mouth is extended way too far past its normal um, uh, in di dimensions. So the mouth increases and goes up down up to its to where its cheekbones would be. Oh, let's see another one of the hunch uh, another one of, of artist depiction is hunched over being with long arms and the head falls deep in front and resembles more of an ape-like head so it's hunched and then the 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 where the uh, trapezoids would be in the, on the back side of its of its muscle you can see it from the top of the crown of its head because it's it's hunched over, so it looks like the the skull is well the spine kind of goes up and then out towards you uh, with a large ape-like head. It is said to have shaggy tan or gray hair and shrieks in the woods. Its descriptions. Now, if you were to Google this thing and look at, at what it at what it looks like, um, the shaggy tan and white hair 
your first instinct and first thought would be, well, could it be a relative of something that's more, more, more familiar? Sasquatch. So let's talk about the comparison to the Sasquatch. See, with the research, I couldn't find much more than just a description or maybe two or three websites about the stories of the Woods Devil. Um, some people believe that it may be another species or cousins of the Sasquatch. Now, if you think about it, you know, this kind of goes into what, you know, people find like the skunk ape or a Yeti. And it just might just fall under the umbrella of Sasquatch. But I couldn't find any like known cryptozoologist taking a stance on what it could be. And it was getting a little uh, dead end. It was becoming a little dead end on, on, on research for that. But here's what I thought was even more interesting that might explain why a lot of cryptozoologists just haven't, you know, researched it or taken a stance on it. The lore. What is interesting about the creature is the possible origins or the stories. You see, the woods devil is combined with a number of different creatures known as the fearsome critters, including the hide behind, which we'll talk about that here in a quick second. So what are the fearsome, uh, fearsome critters? Sorry. The fearsome critters is a term used to describe any mythical or folkloric creature from early lumberjack campfire tales that were said to inhabit the woods and forests of North America. You see, most of the creatures were comical creatures used to tell stories or to haze new employees. And here are some examples. The duck-footed dum-dum, a dual-tailed cat creature with duck feet. The back is flat and used as a drum with the cat's two tails. The hide-behind. A creature who sneaks and stalks wanderers and hides behind trees when spotted. And the tripodio, a creature having two telescopic legs, a kangaroo tail, a long barrel mouth, which it shoots mud pellets. <laughs> I love that one. And the snollygoster, not to be confused with the snallygaster. This is an alligator-type creature with a spike on its back used to impale its victims. So, with all that being said, what does it mean for the creature? Is it possible that this creature is a cousin of the almighty Sasquatch? Could it be a campfire tale meant to scare new employees of the woods, like lumberjacks? What makes this more believable than the other fearsome creatures... Creators? Again, I can't talk today. Fearsome critters is the plausibility of its existence. You see, the tripodio existing in the deep woods just sounds like a far-fetched, you know, being of tale and lore. But a possible cousin of Sasquatch? I like that. So, rating. Given all the things we talked about, I would want to say that this thing is a 3 out of 5. 3 out of 5 golden misses. You see, because it is together with this thing called the fearsome critters, it does believe me to, 
you know, to think that maybe it's just made up. But the reason I gave it a three and not maybe like a two or even possibly a one is because it could be linked as a cousin of Sasquatch. I can dig it. Thank you all again for listening. Thank you all for sticking with me on this journey of podcasting, on this journey of trying to do something that's scary, which is putting yourself out there, making content. It is scary. But I like it. It's fun. And like I said, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I do truly, truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Until next time. Later, y'all. This has been an episode of 50 States of Terror, brought to you by your host, Anthony Diaz. You can find the show on Facebook and Instagram at 50 States of Terror. On Twitter, you can find the show at 50 States Terror, without the of, you know, because of the character limitations. You can also find the show on TikTok, 50SOT Podcast. Email at the50SOT at gmail.com. That's the or the 50SOT at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to support the show, please, you may at patreon.com slash 50 states of terror. Thank you and happy hunting. Later. You see, imagine yourself sitting in a campfire with, you know, uh, veteran lumberjacks who's been in the business for so long and you got these new greenhorns, these new, you know, wet behind the ear, you know, people who want to make money in the woods, cutting down trees. Of course, they're going to tell stories. Of course, they're going to try to scare all these young kids. You know, you think about all the scary stories you were told in, in, um, around campfires in the basement and slumber parties and bedrooms and, uh, and backyards. You know, it, it does make sense that these far-fetched creatures, you know, and, and, and to encompass something as believable as, you know, the woods devil, you know, it adds a little bit of validity on the stories themselves now i'm not saying a tripodio would you know be wandering around this this large what 10 foot tall creature with telescopic feet and legs um shooting mud pellets at people of, of course that just sounds that sounds you know un- unbelievably far-fetched but 
a small, skinny relative of Sasquatch roaming around the woods in the dark. And you hear the screech behind you. It could be any type of animal. But, you know, while you're telling these stories, yeah. I can dig it. <laughs>